Welcome to the Huck Adventures podcast. In each episode, we are talking to brands, nonprofits, and athletes that are impacting the outdoors in positive ways. Our podcast is sponsored by a few of our brand partners. When you use the links in the show notes and purchase a product, a percentage of that purchase comes back to us and helps us continue producing awesome content. This episode is sponsored by Peak Refuel. Peak Refuel has been reimagining and reinventing the freeze-dried experience since they hit shelves in June 2018. What stood out to us most was the flavor of their meals. Typically when we're camping in the backcountry, we've sacrificed taste for nutrient-dense meals. It's a bold statement, but Peak Refuel is the best tasting freeze-dried meal we've had. I mean, when was the last time you had a freeze-dried meal that tasted like a home-cooked meal? This has a lot to do with their ingredients and freeze-dried process. They have real, non-GMO ingredients that taste delicious and are nutritious. Their meals are loaded with protein, 150 to 200% more than other brands, that's sourced from 100% real meat, no fillers. The biggest standout is when you look at their ingredient list. You can see just how clean their ingredients are by how short their list of ingredients is. Our favorites are the beef pasta marinara, the breakfast skillet, and strawberry granola with milk. Visit peakrefuel.com and enter the code HUCK at checkout and you'll save 15%. Again, that's peakrefuel.com, enter the code HUCK and save 15%. Our show today is also brought to you by Sea to Summit. Sea to Summit creates gear for epic adventures in every altitude. They design and build equipment that brings you closer to the outdoors, creating gear that is nimble and light, but serious enough to deliver on any adventure. Some of our favorite gear includes their ultralight sleeping system. It's perfect for your next backcountry adventure. Sea to Summit is an affiliate of Huck Adventures. And if you click on the link in our show notes, it'll take you to a special link on the Sea to Summit website where Huck Adventures will receive a commission at no additional cost to you. And now, on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Huck Adventures podcast. Joined here today with Natalia Grossman, who's currently ranked number four overall in the U.S. for climbing. Welcome. Thank you. So I figured, you know, just kicking things off, tell me about your journey. You know, what what brought you into the climbing world initially? Um, when I was younger, I lived in Santa Cruz, California, and we lived two blocks away from the climbing gym. And I used to go on walks with my parents all the time. And so we just happened to find the gym one day and checked it out. And I wanted to climb right away. But unfortunately, I was only four at the time and you had to be six to climb there. So I waited until I was six and then went straight to the gym. (laughs) No, that's awesome. Uh, So as a four-year-old, were you pretty bummed that you weren't able to jump in right away? Um, I was a little sad, but I mean, a four-year-old will easily forget something. (laughs) And then... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. I, I have a four-year-old daughter, and there's definitely like this uh, this sense of enthusiasm about everything. But then five minutes goes by, and whatever that sense of enthusiasm was directed towards is like gone from her mind, yep. and she's on to the next thing. So you know, when you turned six, um, were you just like stoke level of you know ten when you were able to finally get out there? I mean, I, I still remembered about, like, remembered the climbing gym was there. And so, yeah, I was pretty psyched to go and check it out. No, it's awesome. So, you know, I think it's worth noting, you know, with um, with you being ranked fourth overall in, in U.S. climbing, um, you know, being six was only 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're 18 now and kind of just, I don't know, taking the climbing world by storm in a sense. So... 
Uh, dive in a little bit on just that journey from, you know, six to where you're at now, um, going from, you know, being that six-year-old in the gym to, to being on uh, that professional circuit. So I first started climbing once a week when I was six, and then I started competing a few months later on a recreational level. And then after a few more months of that, I started climbing in USA Climbing, which is the main competition organization in the US. And I competed in regional, divisional, national levels. And then when I was around 14, I decided this was something I really wanted to do. And so I moved to Boulder to be on Team ABC. And then I just continued competing. And once I was old enough to compete in the adult circuit, which is around 15 or 16, I started doing that. So I've been doing that for a couple years now. Oh, that's awesome. So what's your what's your preference? Do you prefer bouldering or are you usually up on the walls or, or climbing outdoors? I like bouldering inside the best and then rope climbing outside the best. Nice. What's some of your favorite parts uh, of the area to go rope climbing? Um, I really liked Rifle. I went there for the first time a few months ago. And then... I went to this place last summer in, not in Colorado, but in Italy, and it's definitely my favorite place to climb because you just, like, turn around and you just see the lake and the view is just amazing. Nice, and, and Italy's not a bad place to be either. No, some, some sick tufas <laughs> to <laughs> <Nice>. climb. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that kind of first popped you onto my own radar um, was at the Red Bull Games and the coverage that took place there um because as we were kind of reaching out to to see if you'd be interested in doing the podcast there was a image and i forget the website that it was on but it was an image of you inverted over this like 45 degree angle piece getting ready to go to the next obstacle and i mean for myself with climbing you know it's there's always this aspect of defying gravity and <laughs> that's exactly what you were doing on that on that particular piece. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about just the the red experience at the Red Bull Games. Um, so I went. I this was my third year doing the competition, and my first time doing it, I pretty much got like second to last. And then um, last year I did like a little better, and then this year I kind of just came in with like a whole new headspace of not really putting any pressure on myself and just having the confidence pretty much because that's something I struggle with and so just like knowing you can do it and knowing like it doesn't really matter what happens like you can only go up from last place with climbing and you know jumping in and getting involved and all that I mean you're you're juggling you know family life and school and all that and continuing to progress within the the climbing circuit. How do you balance everything? So I just graduated from high school, and so that was pretty easy, like, to miss school in high school (laughs) for climbing because I could just do the work pretty easily, and my teachers knew me by the end, obviously. Right. But um, I'm going to college this coming fall, and... It'll be interesting to see like how I'll be able to like 
go to competitions if I have school, like if I'll be able to do the work at home or like while I'm traveling. And so far I've like talked to some people because I will be missing the first few days and everyone seems really supportive. So I'm not too worried, but it'll be different. That's great. I, I imagine that, you know, there's similarities between you as a climber missing classes and, you know, the football team going off on their, you know, trek cross country or whatever for the next game. So that's really great that they're able to be flexible and all that. Do you know what you're going to be studying, majoring in? Yeah, I'm going to major in psychology. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> nice. That'll be that'll be a lot of fun. So beyond climbing, what are the other things that really kind of pull you into the outdoors? Honestly, just the weather. <laughs> like I love here in Boulder. It's been really hot lately, and I love the warm weather. I'm from California. So I'm used to that. I, it's nice just to be like in nature, not really on your phone or just kind of disconnected from everyone else. That's why it's always fun to go outdoor climbing because you kind of just get to disconnect. Nice. Yeah. And I imagine too, just kind of getting out there in some of the more remote places that are, are, that are more distant from, from Boulder, you're, getting away from a lot of the noise and a lot of the traffic and congestion mm-hmm. that happens locally here. Um, so I know for myself, anytime getting out for hikes and all that stuff, you're typically, you know, not too far away from a college student or somebody else with a stereo mm-hmm. <laughs> walking the trails. Yep. And there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing that can just completely pull you out of, of that experience. Um, a couple of weeks ago I was hiking with my boss and we were kind of just going in and, um, up to a Royal Arch and then sitting down and kind of doing just a little bit of a meditation, just some mindful mindfulness exercise. And I mean, it's great. I mean, it was peaceful. You're able to hear all the, the bugs and the birds mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And then you'd hear, you know, Reggie, <laughs> give that chipmunk a nut. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, it's those, <laughs> it's those fun things that you can just pull you out of that experience. Yeah. What other pieces, what, what makes you Natalia? Um, I would say like my drive, and dedication. I'm a really motivated person, I've been told at least. And so um, I think that sets me apart from other people, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been told at least. Yeah. No, I, but I mean, like that, that sense of drive, um, I mean, how does that translate, you know, when you're up on, you know, the national or semi-national stage, you know, competing? Does the crowd just turn into white noise for you? How do you um, how do you kind of like juggle that aspect of it? It's kind of weird because sometimes when the crowd's the loudest, that's when you don't hear it. Yeah. But then other times, this past weekend, for example, I was at a national youth competition. And in one of the rounds, all I could hear was just like the booming music and I like couldn't get in my own zone yeah. and just like did not feel the best on the climb just because I was like, I couldn't get in my bubble, but then if you're in the bubble, normally you don't hear anyone. Yeah. What does training and preparation look like for, for one of these competitions? So it really just depends, like regional level or even divisional level, you're kind of just doing the same thing. And then for nationals, I actually did like a two and a half week training camp mm-hmm. in Atlanta just this past month and before nationals. And we would climb like around two and a half hours and then take a break and then another two and a half hours. 
And we did three days on, uh, 12 days total, or like three days on, one day off. Right. And that was the most climbing I had done in a little while. (laughs) But normally in the summer, I'll train a lot more than I do during the school year, just with the flexibility to climb whenever I want to. And then normally before an adult competition or like before a world competition, I'll take it a little more seriously than a youth competition and I'll train more Yeah. for that. So with training, do you do like any special type of diet exercise along with just climbing to kind of get you geared up and ready to go? Um, not really. I mean, I don't eat meat, but that's just a ethical choice that I've yeah. done, been following for the past few years. Um, I pretty much just climb. I try to do some cardio sometimes, but I've had a lot of knee issues lately and toe issues, so it's not working out too well. (laughs) Kind of need knees and toes to be able to do any type of cardio these days. Yeah. So with kind of jumping in, you know, doing different training, kind of getting prepped for the different competitions, you know, what's, what's next for you? Yeah, so... In exactly a week, I'll head out to Austria, and I'll be training there for about a week and a half with, like, one of my best friends, and she's also on the U.S. team. And then um, we'll fly to Tokyo and meet the rest of the U.S. team and get to compete in the Adult World Championships, which I'm really excited about because I've never been to Tokyo or an Adult World Championship. That's going to be fantastic. So I'm really excited. Yeah. No, that's going to be an awesome experience. How do you kind of keep yourself grounded? Because there's definitely a lot going on. You're getting ready to enter college. Yeah, I think just having a routine at home or like hanging out with friends and just like going to the creek here or going out to lunch or just going to the gym and climbing for fun and not really training, just spending time with people definitely keeps me grounded. So when you were first starting out, did you ever have that... The sort of fear factor, you know, with, you know, climbing up the walls and just that sense of like, oh my God, I'm up really high. No, I luckily was not scared of heights, but there were definitely some kids in my class who were, (laughs) which, yeah, I I did not relate to. And I mentioned that too, because just the experience of taking my own kids to the climbing gym, there was always that sense of just them freaking out at some point about being up really high. And I mean, how would you coach them in those situations? I would say like, if you're rope climbing, definitely don't look down (laughs) and like always just trust the people around you because everyone else in the gym is doing the same thing and they're okay. So you're okay too. Well, Natalia, I can't thank you enough for making the time today to come out and chat with us on the Huck Adventures podcast. Yeah. Thank you. So best of luck uh, in Austria and Japan and everything else. Thanks. (laughs) Have a good one. You too. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to follow Huck Adventures on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit our website, huckadventures.com, for updates on our app launch. And stay tuned for our next adventure.